Welcome back. Overtime on 106.7. And Team 980 started at high noon. And we thank uh, AWOD, who gave me a perfect baton. And I was able to hit the turn. And it's been really a walk in the park. Because I've been surrounded by some of the best in the business. uh, Courtesy of the MGM National Listener Line. Mitch Tischler. Started it off, the Bulldog, Kedrick Golston, Coach McAdams, uh, the Wolverine, Brian Carpenter. And now, folks, as we continue to bring you the very best that money can buy in terms of intel, nobody could cover the globe like John Booty and answer the question, a man who played in the National Football League for the Jets, Eagles, Cardinals, Giants, and Bucks. Defensively, can Ron Rivera actually have an advantage over Miami because they have no idea what he's going to have his team doing? Uh, That is true, Doc. You're exactly uh, correct in saying that. Well, stating that, yes, because they don't have any idea what he's going to run. They're so used to Jack Del Rio's uh, defense. But now Ron Rivera is going to come in and bring his style of defense. So that's going to throw him off kilter a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you see this team play defensively, John, and all kidding aside, not only are, did you play the game, you're a student of the game. And our guys seem to under-deliver. Now, overvalued. All we hear about is how many ones we have. Yeah. But defensively, you're damn near dead last place in every category. Explain that to our listener audience. And, you know, to be honest with you, back, it's hard to explain because you – You've got all this value. You got all these ones, and and they underperforming. And like to a man, you want hey guys, you know, we got to go out and perform. Our goal is to have some pride about ourselves individually and get out there and do it. I was a tenth round draft pick, and I was able to just show some pride, and make plays. So these leadership, you know, getting out there and 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 kind of having like a little fear of folks not you know dogging you out, but at the same time. Have that pride about yourself and get out there and perform. You can get the job done. You're in the National Football League. I'm a professional. I got to strike. We got to strike some type of fear in the office of, in the office of a mindset when they play against us. And that hasn't happened the whole year. It hasn't happened. But they need to get that going. I just and DBs are so interesting. You guys have a great perspective on it because whether or not you get pressure. People expect you to cover people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I right. always laugh. And right. I go, Daryl Green's yeah. probably the only guy I've ever seen that didn't necessarily have to rely on right. pressure as most of the others. But yeah. what about our secondary that you have seen this year that you like? <laughs> well, that I like. Um well, you know, they held the Eagles to a, to a little bit, but I don't know. Okay. I, but there's no fear there. Not, uh, like right. when they line up, the guys the guys on the other side, on the offensive side, like, okay, we got Forbes, we got some other DBs, and they'll make a play or two every once in a while, something to have you in control. But I don't see the guys like, oh, wait. I see a lot of receivers are probably licking their chops, like, man, I'm going to play against this guy. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play hard against him. So I know I'm gonna make some plays against him. Like when Brown played against Forbes, it kind of took his heart for a little bit. So that's the deal, Doc. Um, what do I see? What do I like? 
there's some fight in them. I do, I do see that. I'm not going to not say they don't have any fight in them because they have to line up against the best. And, uh, but they got to win more battles than they lose, you know, have a high percentage of wins on their, on their coverage and stuff. Yeah, well, I know that you and, and uh, our dear friend of the show, Ken Harvey, you guys are doing a hell of a job um, with your podcast and your show. Mm-hmm. What is the? Are you getting a sense? What do people believe that this week that this defense can deliver? You're going against the Cheetah and company, and Ron right. Rivera now is going to have to be actively involved. He's going to have right. to have a lot of energy right. to orchestrate what he's got to do. What vibe are you picking up? Well, you know, I, you know, I said some things a few, a few moments ago, but I had thought that Bob Rivera can close down that passing lane and uh, and get in that passing lane, and, and if the DBs can get a little physical with those wide receivers, slow down the cheetah and whatnot, uh, they have a chance to win this football game. And, I, and on that podcast, I did say there's going to be an upset weekend, uh, upset okay. Sunday, and I had picked the commanders to upset this high-powered offense of the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins. So they can slow down, get, some, get physical with those uh, receivers at the end, at the, at the, at the line, or five-yard range, and get that passing lane and slow that down. I can see some good things happening. And the commanders get on that running game, you know, use Robinson, I can see uh, an upset. I just hope Max has that on tape. Max, did you flag that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Max. Max, I want Max to join us for a moment. Max, what was your reaction if you heard that live? Because that's the first person I've heard. I've been waiting for somebody to give us that sound bite. So, what, Max, what, what say you? You've heard this entire show. Have I? <laughs> I don't know if I have. I've been grinding out here left and right. Well, I know I'm, you grinded. I know you grinded in there with Big Chris. But what I'm saying is that Booty just said that it's possible. He expects. Washington to upset Miami. I just, I, it's, I'm at a loss for words. I don't think it, I think we're going to get boat race tomorrow. I think they could put up a hundred. Ooh, oh. I, see that's the deal. I don't think so, man. You know, I, I think they're going to come home after the Dallas shellacking and play with some pride. They got the new defensive coach coordinator to to put a new defensive scheme in there, and they plan to audition. They plan for pride. They plan to upset. So that's what my thought process is. I, I feel like not, playing for right. pride is not going to matter when you get smoked. Yeah, I, 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 you know, John, I know you're in New York. You probably had a hell of an evening last night, and you're probably still having some of the afterglow of a beautiful evening. But I do appreciate you dropping that on us. That'll be We'll always have that in our soundtrack, that you, well, what you just said. And look, my brother, if it works out, Again, it works out, believe me, huh? you'll get a follow-up on it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I you believe it's going to work out. I John Booty, nothing but respect for you, man. Love you, what you do it. and what you bring to the community. And uh, give my best to, to Mr. Harvey. I will. Thank you, brother. I will do that. John Please. Booty, again, NFL legend, joining us. And he's the first guy that I've heard speak English say that he expects Washington to win. To that, we go to break with, and we will open up the MGM National Listener Line. Wow. And at 1-800-636-1067, I know it's possible, but expectations to that level, that means somebody's going to have to play their behind off tomorrow. 
So who's going to be that? Who's going to be the impact player on defense tomorrow in your mind? And who's your impact player offensively? That more on overtime as we continue. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ah, so we go in pure attack mode. 214 in the nation's capital here on overtime, 106.7. And, um... It's been a good ride, good ride. Well, it's how you start off in life. And when you get that baton from AWOD, and AWOD was burning it up this morning at 9 a.m., when he started doing his thing, it makes it uh, it makes it makes cool. It really does make it cool to uh, get to some big games. I mean, there's so many big games. But we have a big topic here, and we're all junkies for burgundy and gold. So we really... Um, uh, is there a particular game, Max, I'll give you a second to think about this, but you can even bring the big fella in on this as well. Is there a collegiate game today that you absolutely positively would not miss if you didn't have to earn a living? I mean, is, that, is, when we, is there one? Yeah, when we leave out of here today, we're going right to uh, the SEC championship game, Alabama-Georgia. That's going to be a beautiful matchup. Okay, so you're into it. Very much so. All the way, okay. All right. the way. All right, well, that's good. All that's the way good. in on the I, over, it, it, too, just so you know. Oh, you're on the over. Big time. Oh, so you've hooked up with Sheehan. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of this thing, man. I know Eminem. Um, I know Mike's playing it, playing it hard. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm all for it. Fantasy, wagering, the whole nine yard, bring it on. Because most markets, the teams are t- terrible. So how could you just follow it the whole way? If you didn't have an interest in fantasy football or wagering, how on earth could you follow them? What would be your incentive? That was genius. Whoever came up with it, I mean, it's all part of the game. I'm old enough to have known when it was illegal, when things that are now normal were not normal. They were illegal, and it's going on now, not to mention college football. How much has changed with college football and the portal? And I mean, it's amazing what is going on. So we'll open the lines up. And again, before I, I definitely want to be cognizant of of and very thankful because none of this happens, folks, unless you got people that believe in what you're doing and believe in us here at the station. And so every time, you know, when I say that the BetQL guest hotline, that's how we get these people. They provided John Booty, Brian Carpenter, Butch McAdams, Kedrick Goldston, Mitch Tischler. And so we appreciate appreciate that. The MGM National Listen Line. None of this happens without the support, and we appreciate it. The Odyssey app, that's why we say always live and free. Wall-to-wall coverage. Take advantage of it. Can't beat it. Tap in when you want to tap in. Hear what you want to hear. And I think I'm going to add something new 
And uh, Max, I'll see what you think about this. I'm not going to etch it in stone yet, but I do think pretty soon we got to start saying home of the rooster. <laughs> think yeah, about it. Just I think, think so. About it. No, just think about it. I've been really wrestling with this. I mean, when you get a, a guy with that kind of stature and you can be able to say, you know, 106.7, Team 980, home of the rooster. That's got to make you go, wow, <laughs> wow. That's pretty big. Pretty big. 1-800-636-1067 is the number we're going to go out to Silver Spring. Big Jim, welcome to the hey, program. Man, this is, hey, man, what's up? This is Jimmy from Silver Spring, your guy, man. I've been calling up here for years, Doc. But I want I want to talk about two things. Wait, oh, about, Slim, want... you went too fast. So your name is not Jim, you're Jimmy. I'm Jimmy from Silver Spring, right? Okay, because he but, told me but, but, I'm just reading what they tell me. Yeah, I know, I know. Your, your, your man didn't, your man didn't hear me. He's new. Okay, but listen. But no, it's important. I, I Don't talk- apologize. You deserve to be called by what you want to be called by. Yeah, I, I know, man. I've been doing this a long time, bro. But but listen, I want to talk. I want to talk some loser talk. Then I want to talk some winner talk. So please, okay. The loser talk is when you got when y'all were talking about the culture. The culture has been proven when you got offensive, unnamed offensive players coming out, talk about Eric Bieniemy's too mean, he's too hard. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. tells me before Eric Bieniemy got there, wasn't nobody digging up in them. And they look right. like that on the football field. They're soft. Right. Okay? There ain't, ain't no two ways around that. They're soft. They tell you, oh, he's too hard. He, he wants to win. Real quick, I have a newfound respect for your boy, Brian Coppola. And that's what made me call a day. It's an okay. insult to the great Tom Landry to have him even mention, to have the job that he's done mentioned with a bum like Ron Rivera. Tom Landry's the greatest NFL football coach ever put on this earth. He, not, not only did he called the offense, defense, and special teams, but he designed the four three defense. The flex. Yeah, he brought the flex defense to the NFL. If you listen to everybody playing for Dallas, the reason nobody copied that is because they couldn't understand what he did. He right. brought the shotgun back into the NFL. He had his office linemen get up and down before the staff to ruin the uh, defensive signals. Bro, yeah. don't ever mention. Uh, Ron Rivera and Tom Landry in the same breath. That's an insult. I love you, Doc. My man. That was strong. <laughs> Jimmy in Silver Spring. You want me to remember your name? Bring it that strong. That that that's I love that. Bring it strong to the mic. Charles Charles in College Park. Welcome yeah, think, to Overtime. Can you, you can hear me okay? Loud and clear. Please make it Charlie. When I was a kid, people called me Charles. It used to make my skin crawl. I felt like a butler because I'm I'm a ghetto guy. And I said, no, not Charles, man. That's too rich for me. <laughs> Thank you. Doc? And you have the privilege, and it is your right by birth, for me to call you what you would like to be called by. I love that. Everybody deserves that. That's why um, we honor the rooster and the whale <laughs> because there are certain status points in life when you get to that point, well, that's who you deserve. You deserve that. Okay, but well, don't ask me about the rooster because I'm prejudiced. T- 
Two things, okay. Doc. Two things. You know who I am. You know, I'm old school. Yeah. Yep. I am so sick of the bad mouth in this team. Everybody assumes they're going to get blasted. They're going to get beat. They're going to get killed. Okay, maybe. You can only go by what you've seen and how they perform for most of the season. I understand yep. that. I can tell you yep. that I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear that. I, that's why I ask some of the people that call in or some of the people that produce the shows, at what level did you play football? And some of them are not able to answer me. I said, you know what? Because if you played, you would understand that no matter who you're playing, you can be playing Lombardi's Packers, you can be playing Andy Reid, whomever. Mm-hmm. They're going to show up. They're going to flip the coin, and you don't know what's going to happen. Just ask the Patriots against the Giants in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, and this is, this is just as bad as not worse, and I know how you feel about this. I do not want to see 30,000 Cowboy fans in that stadium the last game of the season gloating, you know, and, 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 and doing this, doing that when their team scores and pulling turkey legs out of the, the bucket and stuff. That makes me... As you say, throw up in your mouth. I can't stand that. Losing's one thing. Getting blasted's another. But to be lorded over by people like that and the young guys, yeah, we did this, we did that. Like you've said before, you know, you score a touchdown, you got to dance. You got to make sure the world's watching you. It's a young world we're in. I understand that. Doc, thanks for listening. You got it, Charlie. Well, one thing Take about care. it, you Bye-bye. can never tell the captors how to treat you. That's why you're <laughs> captured. Yeah, yeah, well, you don't get, you don't dictate. To the strong, that means you're weak, well, and and that's what happened. Appreciate that. Uh, let me see. We got time to get to. Yeah, let's get one more. Then we'll. Well, I'll ask the boss. Max, we got time to get to Arlington, and we want to take a break and come back. Okay, we'll do that, and we'll go to Arlington. Kevin, welcome to overtime. Hey, Doc. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Can you hear me just fine? Loud and clear. So, brother, here's the thing. We're talking about culture earlier, and that's the yeah. that's the word. And let's be clear about our culture, as our coach is about to have his eleventh uh, losing season in fourteen. Uh, we are a culture of losers. We are a culture of pretend, like we pretend we're better than we are, and we're a culture of pretentiousness. We're a culture that we cannot sustain past this January eighth, and that's why I think it's important not only for 2024 and draft position and the potential, as Coach McAdams said, if we hire the right person to make the selection. But, you know, I could care less about these clowns. They're they're pretenders. They're not contenders. They never have been. Their self-scouting is the worst I have ever seen in Washington. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad Ron beat cancer. I think he's a good Joe for the most part. I'm glad he wasn't an embarrassment, you know, like so many others in the football organization from Bruce Allen and before were. That said, he's in over his head, brother, and we all know it. And uh, my honeymoon will be extended once they do the right thing, clean house, and then let's see what a new set of decision makers, some new players. Imagine, Doc, we get some good players in free agency. They actually can play. They aren't tomato cans. If we get some draft picks, they can actually play in their rookie season and make an impact. So if we do that, and I think we can, we start performing and trying to get better, and you know it's not a pretend situation, then that honeymoon will last, you know, for quite a while because I feel like this owner gets it. He gets it in other sports. He's got magic with him. He's got rails with him. These guys are winners in business. They're not a loser like Snyder who's just 
about shaking people down. Um, I'm very excited, but I could care less about Sunday. Really, and this is terrible, I want to win zero games from here forward, but I want to lose all of them by one point and play hard. Can I get that? <laughs> well, okay, I was about to say, my goodness. But, dude, I can't be mad at you because the truth hurts. The truth hurts. And we are, but there is, I would not be me if I didn't, everything in me wants to literally forfeit, cancel the rest of the season so my players don't take another hit, pay them, and move to 2024 and blow the whole thing up. But no, that's not realistic. Then I go, well, what if Ron pitches a shot? What if Ron shocks the world? See, what? why we love sports, well, why? I, let me speak for myself. Why I love sports is just like when, um, you know, the U.S. hockey team beat Russia. I mean, anything's possible, man. Playoff game, Boston and the Yankees. You know, one shot blast out of Fenway. If we don't believe that the impossible is possible, we don't follow sports. So although I wouldn't bet a nickel on it, well, I don't know. I'll take that back because I did call Kevin Sheehan earlier today and think about it. But let me just say this to you. It's not impossible that these guys wake up and come out and play inspired like the 76ers did last night against the Celtics. Don't tell me it's not that it's impossible. It might not be probable but it is a chance. And if all I need, I can't even say it. Oh, God, I almost pulled it off. But I got to at least throw it out there. I got to go to break on this one. I just, it's just way too crazy. To break, we go. Let's continue this one do call segment. Is it possible? What's your gut tell you? Look, we got five weeks to go. Don't tell me you want to get your ass kicked five straight weeks in a row. Don't call here and lie to me. Tell me, what can you stand? What's possible right here on Overtime? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So you say you like a challenge, huh? Well, you got one on Sunday. The fastest team since uh, the 60 Olympics, and it's the Miami Dolphins. And Ron Rivera has stepped to the plate and says, I got this. Only problem is Ron no longer plays. So he's going to have to direct and coach his players to perform in his image. The buzzwords, and we've heard from all of uh, our reporters and our analysts, Grant Danny, listen to all the shows, be mentioned Finley, Craig Hoffman, The Rooster, everybody. This week, and the junkies in particular that have said we're going to simplify things. Okay, well, that wouldn't make so what you're saying 
is that it was so complicated, people <laughs> couldn't figure it out. Oh, okay. So now that it's simplified, they're going to play faster. That's what they teach us. And by playing faster, does that mean you're going to actually tackle better and cover better? And I guess that's the unknown. So we'll go to our resident Burgundy and Gold contributor, and we will ask Lou in the District of Columbia. So what do you make of this, Lou? This in the bag? You betting on him? Lou going once. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. D.O.C., what's happening, boss? Slim, you just almost got your head cut off. Yeah, I saw. Hey, man, I was in the back doing something. But, uh, okay. Doc, man, uh, I think the season is over. I don't. I don't. I don't see anything. Oh, come on! You the op. You the. You the vision of optimism. You are the. <laughs> you are the. What do they call that thing? The uh, the the the, the, the uh, in the sky, the rainbow. You are the rainbow <laughs> of hope. You giving up, Lou? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I gotta keep it real, Doc. We've been, we've been talking about this every week. We think something's gonna happen with coaching staff. Blew it. Like if you was, I would have respect him if you would have let him go. Maybe like right after that Chicago game, and then he took over. Maybe yeah. if we see, you know, if we see some change, and then maybe if they was winning or you know they would be competitive, and then that would have been okay. But it's too late. It's five games left. What do you? I don't care if they win one more game. I do not care. I want us to set us up for the draft. Don't mess it up like he did about two years ago. So I do not care what if they go out there ball. Please, the season is over. Doc, I don't, I don't, I don't care about these hopes, man. The season is over. He's out. He's he's on his way out. So let's not have us, you know, thinking you know they're gonna do something, man. We've seen this before. So I'm not with it, Doc. Appreciate you taking my call. All man. right, man. I appreciate that, man. <clears throat> Coach, okay. you just lost Lou. Wow. That's the last of the Mohegans. All right, speaking of pretenders, let's go to Tony the Hunter, who appears to be out somewhere killing deer in northern Virginia or maybe Montgomery County. Big Tony, Pittsburgh Tony, what's up? <laughs> what's going on with you, baby boy? Hey, man, earning hey, man. an honest living, and we, hey, we're getting ready for – the big show on Sunday is Ron Rivera's oh, you get, oh, you, defense. You getting ready for the the the, uh, the pin relays, the four by one hundred squad that's about to come up in that joint and blow the well, doors well, off you? Well, yeah, but we got a plan though. I understand you got a plan. We have a plan, and we're and we're going to stick to it. Who's that? Marty said that joint. But yeah, anyway, nah, nah. We just came out the woods, Doc. You couldn't see you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, Slim. I mean, it was awful. But you know. You got to do. You can't. You can't. You can't kill from the couch. So we going to our bow spot where we guaranteed to see there. We going to smoke something, and uh, y'all sorry as hell. And uh, I'll holler at you later, baby boy. All right, my man, king of five hundred. Nobody does five hundred better than the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, we appreciate Big Tony, Tony's contrib- contribution. Man, when you lose Lou, ooh, that's a lot. I mean, I, 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 I can almost count on my hand the diehard people that will never surrender. Um, but they just lost Lou. Just lost Lou. And Dr. Sabal, for those of you that have been, at, been inquiring, uh, she is Coach Sabal. And she is the mother of one of the most 
prolific three-point shooters in girl ball, youth girl ball. And so she's coaching. Otherwise, you can count. You you pretty much can set your clock to her. It is interesting, man. A lot of activity. Man, I appreciate all of you that are um, that are on X. It has been uh, it has been interesting. Nobody, for the most part, predicts that we'll win the game. And I don't think that's. I guess it's normal because Miami. And I don't know about you, Max, but I've been watching hard knocks because I go, wow, this is a layup. You're going to help me prep for my next assignment Mm -hmm. and you're going to put them on primetime TV. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Frightening. (laughs) I mean, quite a team. Quite a team. Frightening. And another coach that was in our building. You want to know, if you want to sum up Burgundy and Gold football for the past 20 years, just look. It, it shows you don't you have not shown an ability to identify talent. How can you be in pro sports, in the business of pro sports, and not have the ability to recognize, identify, maintain, and cultivate talent? You're in the talent business, but you got to be good at it. We've not been very good at it. You've let the really good players leave. You've paid players that have not produced. You've been played like a roulette wheel or a slot machine in Vegas. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. Now, where's the good news? You say, well, okay, you're usually a very positive person. I am. This is what the Hog, the new group, the Harris group. My plea to you is that, and I and I I don't know this, but I got a hope that you're not sleeping a lot. That you are really out here like a duck in the pond, and you're not showing a lot of movement, but your feet are going a hundred miles per hour. We desperately need help. We have got to identify talent much better. We've got to be able to cultivate schemes that work. You know you got a problem when you bring a guy in and all he does is encourage people, increase your tempo, make you credible. He's been to three or four last Super Bowls and you got people complaining about his methodology. That shows me absolute losers. And they whining like a baby that doesn't get their pacifier. Who in last place complains about the one guy that don't leave early from his job? Who hadn't cut a corner? Hey, I've been on bad teams now. Cats leave early. The process. You in last place and the coach is trying to get you out of last place and you go to another coach and bitch about it? You're a marshmallow. All you've done is expose it. And yet I got to pull for you for the next five weeks. And I will. And I will. And hope 
that you don't totally embarrass this community even more than you've already done it. So, yeah, I'm going to support you. I don't know how not to. But I tell you what, the Harris group, you're on the clock. You're on the clock. We pulling for you. But my goodness, something has got to happen. We go to break on that. Tap in with me. 1-800-636-1067. Lamont Jordan preaching the gospel at 3 o'clock. And we taking this bad boy all the way to the brink. We'll be back in a moment. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Oh, the insides of radio, folks. You just wouldn't believe it. Some of the funniest moments of all time. So privileged to have the opportunity to go one-on-one with you. And, of course, courtesy of the MGM National Listener Line at 1-800-636-1067. And Max is... uh, Talking down the line to me, I assume. Wall-to-wall coverage, always live and free on the Odyssey app. He's playing a practical joke with me because he said, I've got the rooster. I said, no way. First of all, it's Saturday on Big Saturday. He's a national treasure, and you expect me to think that he's riding around listening to <laughs> one uh, overtime on a weekend. Yeah, right. So who's this character impersonating Chris Russell? Hello, Doc. Rooster? Doc, you got me? Oh, wow. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, you know, listen, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener, by the way. <laughs> God love you. God love you. I mean, it's unbelievable to be on your radio program on a Saturday, no less. I appreciate you making some some time for me. I know you're not going to be able to fit me in after 3 o'clock, so I wanted to call you and and say hi, uh, even on this conference championship Saturday. uh, DOC, I got a long drive ahead. I'm heading to uh, Maryland uh, to uh, Tap Sports Bar. Uh, I'm going to meet a... um, a real good friend of mine who's a uh, scout for the Kansas City Royals, who's a diehard Redskins fan, uh, and he's from the area, so we're going to watch the SEC championship together. So I figured I'd give you a call and say hi and, and see how you were doing, pal. <clears throat> Rooster, again, because you're a fixture in the industry, you know what it's like, man. Max is on. This is his first solo shift yeah. as a producer at the big time He's uh, doing great. Point seven and Team 980. Yeah. Oh, he's doing awesome. But we did have a funny moment, and we've all been there. And we'll share this because you're you're we're all family. Where when you do a a remote or in studio, whatever you're doing, you know everything. You push a button here, so he's hitting my button saying, "Hey, he doesn't hear me," and I'm going, "Well, I'm here," 
and then he had hit another button anyway and i'm just going oh no because i'm you never know if you've unplugged you plugged in plugged out but we right. got it going on but enough of that i got to use you got to use your expertise there is a possibility that this team could lose its next five games. Yep. And there's a possibility that they could win tomorrow. What's your gut tell you about the adjustments defensively that yeah. Ron Rivera will make to this unit? And would, do you anticipate it being successful at, on any level? Yeah, I, I mean, I think everything's, you know, fair and open game, Doc, but, but here's how I attacked it late in the week after we did our show together. Um, I think it was Thursday or, or maybe it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this team, you know, and, and largely because not only did they trade away Chase Young and Montez Sweat, but then they immediately lost James Smith-Williams and then F.A. Obata. So they yeah. really short their, you know, their top four uh, defensive ends, and I know Obata can play inside as you know a little bit as well. But really, their top four rotational defensive ends, or or four out of their top five, if you throw Two Hill into the mix, and he's still going. Um, you know, so to me, they've had to blitz more to try and generate any pressure, and they're up to. Uh, I think the number I used yesterday was like twenty eight percent on the year. Last year, they were only at like twenty three percent, Doc. And mm-hmm. to me. That number is significant, A, because it just shows you where this defense is at and where it was even at with Jack Del Rio. Mm -hmm. But also, I think Ron is going to have to dial up some more blitzes tomorrow. And I know that sounds crazy. You say, well, how could you blitz Tyreek Hill? How could you blitz, uh, you know, Tuatunga Vailoa? How could you blitz Jalen Waddell? Well, how could you sit back and play soft coverage? How could you trust that you're going to hold up in man or match zone or whatever you choose to do? How could you think that just by simplifying things and and reducing communication that all of a sudden against the Dolphins that you're going to execute like, you know, uh, like a Cadillac? No, you're not going to. So take it to them. You don't have to do it on every snap like, you know, teams uh, you know try and do and even a Brian Flores defense only blitzes 50% of the time Wink Martindale 45% of the time you don't have to do it every snap you don't even have to do it every other snap but Doc 35 40% tomorrow I think that's their only chance chance to stay within let's call it 10 points of the high flying yeah. dolphins yeah I heard you then and I and I hear you now and I I just think whatever you do you've got to do it much better than anything you've done thus far Whatever it is, oh, absolutely. you haven't yeah, done anything at a, at a professional level. You haven't played mm-hmm. the run at a professional level. You haven't defended at a professional level. So right now we're oh. not making PATs. I mean, we, we've only punted at a professional level. Other than that, there's a, we don't have the time to go through the laundry list. But none of that matters tomorrow, I mean Sunday, because if you're in the game, you've got a chance. And the guys who want to be on this team next year, you better show up and show out because I'm I'm very serious about this. I think all the 53 needs to be evaluated. And you got to look at this thing and say, you got to show me something for me to believe there's any hope that you're here next year. Brother Russell, I'm up against a hard out, as you well know, being the king of all media. God bless you and your family. Thank you for calling. 
I will give my you a guy. best to the whale. I w- please do. That's Lunell, please. Yeah, no, no, it's the whale. Yeah, <laughs> just the whale. All right. Thank you, my I'll brother. You mean a lot to me, man. Chris Russell, I get the pleasure of joining him every Tuesday at 1 o'clock on the Team 980. And as we approach the top of the hour, don't forget, the all-time leading rusher at the University of Maryland, Lamont Jordan, and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't mince words whatsoever. He's an analyst. He brings it strong to the mic, and I love him for that. And I know that somewhere in that universe, Coach Thompson's smiling. He's smiling as his first intern has not disappointed at all, and that is Lamont Jordan. And don't forget also that the action here is going to get thick as college football is on quite a tear today. Where do you stand? Are you with the Bulldogs or are you with the Elephants? I don't know why people don't refer to Alabama more as the Elephant. Max, do you? No, it's a strong logo. I wish they would, people would use it a lot more. Oh, no question about it. And we've got about 20 seconds to go before we uh, say goodbye to our dear friends over at 980, and we'll continue to do what we're doing right here at 106. Seven, the fan. And, um, man, let's charge into this. Lamont Jordan joins us when we return to overtime. And we'll kick things off at high noon. We'll be right back. 106.7, the fan, Doc Walker on the microphone. And uh, the maiden voyage, if you will. My my guy Max is uh, he's getting it done, man. His first solo flights flying this jumbo seven. Seven seven, and um, man, I mean, no turbulence, smooth. Eminem, I mean, he's gonna have to really be eat his. I know he's under a lot of pressure now, because up until three thirty one, when you pull this off, he had been the youngest in flight to uh, have made that trip. So I don't want to jinx you, but we are honored <laughs> to bring back family. The all-time leading rusher in the history of the University of Maryland, Lamont Jordan. No football on your plate, but the SCC championship follows this broadcast. Now, I know you love you, you love ball from all different levels. I'm going to save that before we, 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 we part ways. I'm going to start off with your high football IQ. If you were coming into a game and the, your opponent added a new defensive coordinator, would it alter your approach offensively, and what would be your message to the team? Uh, what's going on, Doc? Um, you know, I, I've, oh, I've been in that situation a couple mm-hmm. times uh, throughout my career, and it does alter you a little bit because you have a, a new person calling the defense it kind of breaks tendencies. Sometimes you have to, you know, you have to look at the numbers that they had. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, for my entire time in the National Football League, every time we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, we knew this one thing, that between the 40s is where they bought their most pressure. Their pressures were, were very high when you got between the 40s. But they also had the same defensive coordinator. Wow. That they always had the same defensive coordinator. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's why, folks, you know this is real. Um, because we're not doing a string and a can. We rely on technology. And sometimes guests on the phone line drop off. And that's exactly what happened to us. But uh, we've been there, done that. I'm still a little bit miffed over the fact that Chris Russell, the rooster, actually joined the the broadcast. And, I, you know, here's a guy who is heard all over the world. And I'm just shocked that he would he took the time to tap in with us. And uh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Well, Lamont's no stranger to the business. He gets it. Technically, things happen. Continue where you were, Beast. Uh, yeah, Doc. Um, so, like I was saying about the Steelers, we just knew what they were going to do. When you have a new play caller, that does affect the numbers. But at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily change what you see on film. And so okay. if I'm a player and I'm coming in to watching the commanders, I'm saying to myself, based on what the players have put on film, I really don't care who the defensive coordinator is. They're not going to do a good job of tackling. They're not going to do a good job of covering. Their linebackers aren't going to fill the lanes. And if we do what we do, then we can expect to have the same result that every other team has had facing this defense, and that's explosive plays and high numbers and high points. Well, when when Coach says he's going to simplify things, break that down from for for our audience because it's not like you just he's been here the whole time. That makes me think that Jack had guys thinking too much. Doesn't that, what does it do to you? Um, I, I come from a different type of mentality, Doc. The fact of the matter is, when, when, when I step into the huddle as an offensive player, I hear plays like gun spray right, 64 daggers, Z-stop alert, badge on one, and the quarterback is only going to say that one time. Right. So as a player, if somebody tells me that we have to simplify things, then as a player, I'm taking it personal because what you're telling me is that I, that I don't have the ability to learn your system. I don't put in enough study time to learn your system. The fact of the matter, it doesn't matter whether you're on offense or defense. When a play is put in and sent in to you, it goes like this. You're going to get a formation. You're going to get a play. You're going to get a snap count. And I'm sure that last part is maybe a little different for the defense. But when you're calling the defense, they're going to tell the defensive line which front you're in, which is going to tell the linebackers where they're lined up. And then it's also going to tell the secondary what coverage you're in and, and how, whether you're going to disguise the coverage or not. Um, so to me as a player, if we're saying we have to simplify things, then one of two things happen. Either the, the way things have been installed was flawed or as a player, I didn't put in the work. I didn't put in the time to learn the system, to learn the ins and outs of the system, to learn the details of the system, to know what the adjustments are going to be made versus whatever the formation that, you know, whatever formation the offense lines up in, that's what it's telling me as a player. So um, when I hear that doc, I just, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I just think that this team is soft. And, and, and when I say, when you talk about football from a football standpoint, when you say, when I say a team is soft, it's not just, you look at the, the, in the, the, the lack of physical play. Softness is also a mentality. And so if we're this late in the season and we still have players complaining about a coach, it's hard on us, this, that, and the third. I mean, that tells me everything that I need to know about that team. Yeah, that has been one thing that 
<clears throat> Max and I was kicking it in that I don't even know if I could have made that announcement as a coach. That's the part that bothered me. That's intel to me was best kept in-house because it makes me think it was premeditated. And it seems a shirt rather of jealousy. If you're in last place and you bring me in as my first year on your staff, I would think that you would think it's normal for me to not be just taking it business as usual, but that I'm trying to create a more competitive environment and that I'm just not going to come in and be a bank robber. That's what it makes me think. Doc, I think it's a situation where you brought in a champion to a bottom feeder. Eric B. Enemy is a champion. He knows what he knows what it takes to 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 win championships. This staff, these people, they, they this team, they don't know what it's like to win championships. I mean, yeah, you could say you won an NFC East so that you qualify for the playoffs, but you're talking about a guy that came from a team that the entire league has been looking up to for about the last three or four years, with the exception of when Tom Brady uh, took Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl, and so what. What you have is you have a guy that came from a system that came from a place where he can coach his players hard. He's not going to change up how he coaches. And you saw the way that offense responded to his coaching. Now, if you bring in the enemy and you have players complaining about whether it's something is hard, he's coaching us hard, whatever the case may be, then as a head coach who brought him in, that's more of a reflection on me. Because what what that says to the public, what it says to the fan base, is that you didn't have coaches on your staff that were coaching these guys hard, and it's evident by by the way they play, the, the continuation of making the same mistakes, the fact that guys can make the same mistakes, but they can continue to still get out there on the field. So, um, you know, when 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 Eric Bieniemy was signed to this team, you know, I heard how some of the players complained about in Kansas City. Some of them came and backed him up. That's the type yeah. of coach that I'm used to. You're not going to play for Bill Belichick. You're not going to play for a Harbaugh. You're not going to play for any of the top teams if you have a hard time being coached hard. Like, that's youth and peewee stuff, man. Like, this is the National Football League. You, If you're not willing to be coached up hard, if you have a, per, if you have a problem with a coach telling you that you're not doing your job right and they're demanding that you do your job right and they're coaching you up how to do your job, and you have a problem with that, you have a problem with dealing with a guy that's going to get in your face, that, that's, that's going to discipline you, then, then that, that's a heart issue. And that's the difference, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, that's the difference between football players and just athletes, social media athletes. Um, when I, I'll tell you this, Doc. When I first played for the Jets my rookie year, I watched Kurt run a draw play. Now, he could Hollywood it, he could point, he didn't have to take the steps that, that the playbook told us to take. So I go out there, and I do the same thing Kurt does, and the running back coach tells me I did it wrong. I'm like, oh, well, I did the same thing that Curtis did. And he said, open up your playbook and tell me what the steps are. Well, on draw, my steps say take a lateral step, pause, and come downhill. He said Curtis has earned the right to run it the way he wants to run it because he's already shown me that he could do it the way that we're asking him to. Now, had I responded, oh, the coach is hard on me, I wouldn't have had a nine-year career. Right. 
This is what you have to do as a player. You have to receive hard coaching. If you can't receive hard coaching, then you're not going to be a hard player. Boy, I hope everybody understood that. Max, young fella, your generation, do you understand what he just said? If you don't take hard coaching, you're not going to be a hard player. I think it, it could not be put better than that. And it's really, it's hard for me to, I mean, I had five different head coaches my first five years in the league. You played nine. How many head coaches, different head coaches did you have? Ooh, I had one with the Jets, three with the Pat- Patriots, I mean, with the Raiders. Um, so I had I had six different head coaches. Yeah, you had six and nine. I had yep, five I had and nine. But I had my first five were different. It, and what I think people don't realize just because somebody has a job doesn't mean they're qualified for it. The worst mistake you can make is to assume that because somebody's in a room that they deserve to be in that room because they've earned the right to be in that room and they get it. It does not mean any of that. It's no different than the federal government. It's no different than Wall Street. No, every factor of life. Except, and we hope and pray, but we know what happens in that too, military and police, fire and rescue. But at least in those, you have to go through pretty much a physical feat. You have to qualify. You know, you have to go through basics, they call it. But in this, in pro sports, you simply just have to be friends of the guy who's in charge. There's no standard test, correct me if I'm wrong, that you have to take that qualifies you to be a receiver coach or a DB coach, is it? Uh, no. I mean, you, you just have to have an ability <laughs> to – Doc, here's what I see. This is the reality of what I see. You have coaches who can teach a guy what the scheme is and what the verbiage is, and then you have mm-hmm. coaches who can actually get players to go out there and do it. And when you get to the NFL, you have some coaches that are going to put in the work to do it, and you have some coaches who put the onuses on the players to do it. <clears throat> and and what I see from this team is it's a lack of leadership. I think the way the team was built, it shows a lack of leadership. You don't have veterans in your locker room. Yeah. You don't have a yeah. you don't have a veteran. <clears throat> I mean, I, I mean, when I played with the Jets, I had Kevin Mawai. I had I had I had. I had Marvin Jones, Mo Lewis, and James Ferrier. These were our linebackers, Doc. See, you know, when no I way we're going to gonna be able to compete with that. You know what? I know where you're going with this, and I don't want our listeners to even have to deal with it. Enjoy the college football Saturday, my brother. <laughs> you are priceless. On that note, we're going to break. Boy, the MGM National Listener Line has been on fire. Today, and we're going to end it with Orlando from Maryland. But uh, before we say hello to Orlando, shout out to Mitch Tischler, Kedrick Goldston, Butch McAdams, Brian Carpenter, John Booty, and Lamont Jordan, all courtesy of the Bet QL guest hotline. It's about knowledge, man, our goal. And we got a guest celebrity appearance from the Rooster. So I don't know if this this episode may go down into the Hall of Fame annals and it'll go down with Max on his debut. 
So this is pretty strong, Max. I don't know if I might have outkicked my coverage. Orlando, welcome to Overtime. How you doing, Doc? Love you, man. I was let man, you know, you man. Back, brother. Man, I'm a Commander Redskins fan forever. And, you know, I've worked with the Dancing Bear, you know, and, and Pat Fisher and stuff watching them play. If yep, I go to the yep, hospital. Yeah, Greg Owens. Hey, you know, that's what I'm saying. If I go to the hospital and they had to give me blood, it better be breaking in gold. I'm not doing it. So I yeah. can't give up my, my scans on my Commanders no matter what. My rule of thumb, because I, I do a lot of betting, but I would never bet. I stopped betting on the Redskins and Commanders because I could never find myself to bet against them. I might take the sport and go with them, or I take them straight up. But I couldn't bet against them. So I'm always I'm a type of person, you know. I got a lot of kids, five boys, a girl, and I always told them, you know, I love them no matter what. They make mistakes, and I, I'm struggling with them, and I let them know how I feel. But they're still part of the family, and that's why I feel like the Commanders. They make a lot of mistakes lately, and more than lately, it feels like I. I I have a couple of kids who never, ever understood what they winning, and they, they like, Philadelphia fans or Cowboys fans, they get to choose what they want to do. But I always tell them, you know, they, they knew they were raised as the Redskins fans. They do what they want to do after that. But my whole thing is, you know, I'm going with them. So I can never root for them to lose. or Even though it might be good for a draft pick, I don't care. Because I always, when I grew up, we played ball, we always won. I couldn't be mad. I was mad watching the game the other day with the Redskins on and on Thanksgiving because they wanted to feel hugging and kissing after the game. It, I, it could be my best friend. It's going to take me 24 hours to just decompose that and go back with you. You know, I always, I can't stand losing. You know, and that's not Yeah, it's generational, though. You know. These yeah, young you kids, know. I'm telling you, they got an iPhone in their crib. So I'm with you on that. But we're going to be outvoted on that. We're not going to win this. Like, I know we're not going to win it. And I'm trying yeah. to mature, which is very difficult for me, and buy into this new, all this new stuff. But really, they won. We're going to end up doing flag football. Orlando, in our lifetime, we're going to see the pads all off. It's going to be flag. Oh my goodness! Don't tell it's me gonna that. Time, it, it's gonna be flat. It's gonna be in the Olympics. It's gonna be everywhere, because people yeah, don't know. care. They don't want contact. They don't want a running game. They want to be a shotgun. They want to run the air raid, because it doesn't matter. All they want to do is count the points, the catches, and the yards. It's all about how they can make money. And I ain't mad at them. I'm not mad at them. Matter of fact. When I'm 75, I may take it up, you know, just to keep my brain stimulated. But it's, and up until then, it's about the line of scrimmage to me. And the teams that will celebrate. Watch when Philly plays the Niners. Watch that. And then tell yeah. me where the game is going. See, we can talk all this crap when we talk about lousy teams. But the best teams, even the teams that throw it well, Realize that they in the getting the red zone, brother. We got to have some diversity. It's gonna be O line. But look, man, Orlando, you're a hell of a father, man. Six kids, you're a responsible parent, and God bless you, man. Keep doing your thing. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate you. Yeah, you got that, man. Six kids. Tell you what, Max, you can learn from that. You gotta have a good job if you got six kids, a real good job. 
Well, SEC Championship, Max, we got about a minute or so to go. Who you like today? Ooh, oh boy. Um, no, you knew I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, I knew you were. That's why I put my picks in last night. Um, over and Alabama covering the spread. I think uh, if Milrow, uh comes alive like I think he's going to, I think uh, Bama might take this. Yeah, I like Milrow. And, I, and I'm a sucker for the Tide and love Nick. But I'm going to tell you what. This is the most disrespected defending national champion I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Come on, man. The dogs don't get – look, and they lost a lot of pros. Half the NFL defenses have Georgia alumni. Half that first round was all Georgia picks. Damn right. And yet these young boys come in there. Because, see, when you go to Georgia, it's like enlisting to be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's different. If they pick you to play defense for Georgia – you know excuses are not a part of the, the makeup. That's right. Right. You have expectations are through the roof. You physical first. That's what I don't understand about here. I don't know what our mantra is. I don't know who we are. What do they tell these guys when they come in here and sign them to a contract? Oh, okay, guys. Do what you want. We're going to have a lot of fun here. We're going to be a real can do. I don't know what they tell them. But I tell you what, they better come out like a pack of wild animals. On Sunday, because I'm going with the burgundy and gold till my blood runs cold. Appreciate all y'all, man. It's been a lot of fun. And congratulations.